everyone, and welcome back to Traditionally Speaking. My name is Tom, and my friend Joe and I are going to be talking about a real Christmas favourite this month, the Christmas stocking. I'll tell you, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the same kind of thing. It was made famous from uh, Clement Clark Moore's uh, Night Before Christmas poem, where they talk about the stockings were hung by the chimney with care, but it goes back a whole lot farther than that. Uh, in fact, the original Christmas stocking, I, if you haven't heard the story, was actually due to St. Nicholas, who was the uh, Bishop of, of Myra uh, in 300 AD. And he is the one that is credited with, with starting the tradition of Christmas stockings when he was helping a widowed um, person who had three daughters and having a tough time. And he was worried about having to sell his daughters into uh, prostitution. And St. Nicholas heard the tale while he was working through the town and wound up dropping bags of coins, uh, or some say gold balls, into stockings, which to the uh, shopkeeper's delight, allowed him to marry off his daughters in a fashion that was more normal for the circumstance. So that's how this whole thing with stockings began. <laughs> it isn't an amazing thing because I didn't realize until I'd heard that story um, that that's the same reason why there are three gold balls outside every pawnbroker shop. Um, because that symbolizes the three bags of gold. Yes, and now what they do is with the uh, gold balls, uh, now they put oranges in stockings, which kind of represents the gold balls. It, it, if you don't uh, buy the story with the uh, the coins. But yeah, I didn't even know pawnbrokers hung gold balls in their windows. When did that start, Tom? Well, it's an old tradition. I mean, I think it certainly dated back to the Victorian era. Um, so I would guess probably mid-19th century. Wow. That's, <laughs> man. And of course, you know, it's interesting. Uh, again, as some of these traditions have evolved and changed, uh, there's a lot of countries that actually do the stockings or in some countries they use shoes and it's closer to the Feast of St. Nicholas on December um, 6th. And, you know, so the eve of that, December 5th, they put out their shoes and then they put um, gifts or candy or toys or trinkets in the shoes. And, and um, they do that in a lot of countries like France and Holland, um, Italy and Hungary. And of course, if they don't do it on, on the Feast of St. Nicholas, they'll do it on Christmas Eve. But it's interesting. And even uh, I learned that in Puerto Rico, uh, the children will put out boxes of flowers and greens, not for Santa Claus, but for the Three Kings camels. And the Three Kings take the greens and the flowers and replace it with gifts. So Again, depending on the country you're in and the traditions you follow, but it's it's been obviously the Christmas stocking is a huge tradition in America. Do they do this that pretty much the same way in Scotland, Tom? 
Well, do you know, it's funny you should mention that because the Christmas stocking has a, a very significant part in the Scottish Christmas because the very first mention of Santa Claus in the whole of the United Kingdom uh, was made in the John O'Groat Journal, uh, which is a Scottish newspaper right in the north of Scotland, uh, on the 9th of January, 1852. Wow. And uh, the reason why uh, it's significant is because over here, um, really until I would say the early 20th century, uh, Santa would come and visit kids uh, on Hogmanay, which is New Year's Eve. Um, so the, the same kind of tradition takes place uh, where there's a little treat left for uh, for young children um, in the Christmas stocking. Uh, and it was usually, you know, some fruit or possibly some coins uh, initially. Um, but then as time goes uh, by, things become more elaborate. Now, do they still do it closer to New Year's Eve or, or do they do it more at Christmas time now? Um, well, I think that tradition probably changed around sort of the mid 20th century because um, Christmas Day finally became a bank holiday in Scotland around the sort of the mid 1950s. I think it was about 1958. Um, and then Boxing Day became a bank holiday around um, 1974. Uh, so it was around about that time that the uh, the traditions became more homogenized across the whole of the, the UK. Well, and of course, I mean, <laughs> obviously back in the, in that day, they were just using whatever stockings they were wearing on their feet and washing and hanging up. Um, you know, or maybe some were a little more ingenious and grabbed their father's socks, which were bigger. But <laughs> nowadays, the stocking has just grown to ginormous proportions. Go ahead, Tom, hit us with the biggest one ever. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because the largest ever Christmas stocking, it's an absolute whopper. It was 51 meters, 35 centimeters in length and 21 meters, 63 centimeters in width. So uh, to put that into imperial measurements, 168 foot by 5.65 inches in length and 70 foot and 11.57 inches in width. So that's a seriously big Christmas stocking. My God, you could put an entire army in that. <laughs> that was put together by the Volunteer Emergency Services Organization in Italy, um, and that was in 2011. So they still have the record at the moment. Now, now, did they do that for like a fundraiser or something, or was that just pure greed? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, the hope was to raise money for uh, a charity for elderly people, um, as well as it being a big uh, celebration in Carrara, which is in Tuscany. Um, but the amazing thing, and this is probably the most astonishing thing about it, is that the, the stocking itself had to be filled with presents. That was one of the guidelines. So it was full of sweets and, and all sorts of different things. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was one seriously uh, capacious Christmas stocking. How would you even move such a, such a huge thing? I mean, my God, <laughs> when it's loaded, it had to weigh tons. <laughs> well, if it did move... I'm willing to bet it didn't move very far. <laughs> wow. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, of course, in America, we've, uh, and I'm sure in your country as well, the stocking has taken on kind of a life of its own. And you see some of the most beautiful artwork on stockings and some of the more uh, unusual, you know, uh, Christmas scenes and that kind of thing, everything from Santa 
and and his reindeer to elves to you know the christmas trees angels etc so i'll tell you it's a beautiful thing to see all the stockings hanging around in the u.s now do you do you have uh, your own decorated stockings in scotland Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's something that's absolutely beloved over here. You have different uh, embroidery, uh, you have different decorations, just like you mentioned. Um, and also people are looking at all sorts of different, um, quite innovative gifts to include as well. So, I mean, that might be jewellery, uh, it might be little toys, uh, it might be all sorts of different novelties. Um, but uh, there's often quite a bit of competition to see who can create the most unusual selection of gifts for, the, for their own Christmas stocking. Oh, how fun. Well, and of course, you have things like the, uh, you know, the Christmas crackers and, and that kind of thing that you can stick in there as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's the same kind of principle. Um, you know, everybody wants to find that there's something just a little bit unusual. Well, and I'll tell you, that's become as important of a part of Christmas in the U.S. as as the Christmas tree itself. I mean, and it's interesting. You even if you don't have a fireplace, you can always hang a stocking for Santa and Santa will gladly fill it. So, and I've seen some beautiful stockings hung in some very unusual places from kitchen cabinets to, you know, uh, hanging in windows and, and so on. So, you know, you never know where they're gonna pop up. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that the amazing thing? Because we all know that Santa moves with the times and uh, he's by no means only going to pay attention to a stocking if it's on the fireplace. Uh, he knows exactly where everyone's going to have it. Yeah, absolutely not. Santa's got to be versatile like everybody else. <laughs> but I do enjoy filling them. So, and you know, it's, it's fun. It, a lot of times now in this country, uh, they're putting like electronic games and things on that order because they are small enough to fit in a stocking and don't always look too impressive wrapped up under a Christmas tree because they're so small. So you sometimes you can get your best gift from a stocking rather than from under the tree. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's that's especially true of things like, you know, handheld retro gaming. Uh, devices, things like that. Um, yes. It's really interesting uh, to see just how many people have been embracing all these different traditions, even in a modern way. So what I'd like to know from our listeners is, you know, do you hang Christmas stockings? And, you know, I know there's a lot of pet stockings that go up at, around Christmas too. And, you know, it's hard to uh, carry all the pet supplies that you might need as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think Santa has a separate bag for the pets. But anyway, um, but, you know, what do you put up at Christmas time and how many and do you uh, go to the more traditional stocking or do you use one of the rightly decorated, beautifully made crocheted or embroidered like Tom was talking about? Uh, I'd like to hear, you know, and if you have pictures, we'd love to see them. We'd be especially keen to hear about your unusual Christmas gifts if you've had a really unusual stocking filler over the years that really meant a lot to you uh, and you'd like to share that story with us. Oh, excellent idea. Yeah, I'd love to see that and see what's the most unusual gift you have ever pulled out of a stocking. So, and I'm sure I'll hear about engagement rings or wedding rings <laughs> and maybe some other unusual things. 
So by all means, don't forget to, to get in contact and tell us what you're doing. We'd love to talk about that in a later episode. And Tom, what's the easiest way for them to reach us? Well, you're always welcome to contact us via our website, which you can find at www.traditionally-speaking.com. Yeah, don't forget the hyphen in the middle. So, but yeah, please send us an email and let us know what's going on with that. So anyway, that, that's a fascinating story. Do you have anything else to add to the stocking story, Tom? Just to say, I'm really glad we've been able to cover this because I think it must be one of the most ancient of all Christmas traditions. Um, a lot of people say, and you know, it's been a disputed claim, uh, that it goes all the way back to ancient Norway um, because uh, it was said that uh, one of the ancient Norwegian traditions was that kids would leave out food um, for the Norse god Odin um, because uh, he had a flying horse and they would leave food near the chimney for the horse, which would be basically when Odin came to visit the house, um, he would be so touched that they had, they'd been so kind to think of his horse that he would leave them little gifts. And uh, that same legend um, continues in all sorts of different places across uh, Europe, including Belgium and Germany and also the Netherlands. So, uh, you know, it goes all the way back all those centuries. And many times we're finding out as we research these things and, and read about these things and talk about them, that a lot of traditions from other things other than Christmas have been blended in and added to our Christmas traditions, which makes it even more interesting. I mean, the whole idea of Christmas itself was, was basically to turn people into Christians from the Norse areas and other areas, uh, which were celebrating like Saturnalia and that kind of uh, feast during the winter months. But yeah, so you're right. I mean, it's it's fascinating. You can whether you're you know feeding Odin's horse or feeding the reindeer. It's it's interesting what people put out for Santa and and for at Christmas and how they're exchanged into something more magical for you. So, <laughs> well, thanks for bringing this one up, Tom. I, I thought it was a great subject. And I didn't know, I don't know how many people knew about the St. Nicholas thing with the gold coins, but that's really kind of a fascinating thing. And it teaches us again to always take care of our neighbors. Absolutely. And isn't that the best thing about these old traditions is the fact that they can be reinvented, they can be rediscovered, but we can always find something new to talk about here in the present day. Absolutely. Well, my friend, I think that just about wraps it up for this one. Uh, what's your final words? Well, just to say thanks so much for discussing such a, a really fascinating subject, because uh, I think it's one of those things, isn't it, that means different things to different people. Um, and that's the, the wonderful thing about Christmas is it always has the capacity to bring us together. So whatever country you happen to be in and whatever your tradition might be with the Christmas stocking, it's good to know, isn't it, that it's something that people have, have found has brought them joy uh, for so many years. Absolutely. And of course, if you find these podcasts fun and interesting and we're having a ball doing them but make sure you go back and look at listen to some of our other podcasts you may have missed and always stay tuned because we'll have a new one out every month so thank you everyone for coming along to join us today i hope you've enjoyed it and i hope that you'll join us again soon <laughs> bye all